Email us, of course, at podcast at SCT. Email of email of <laughs> email. Of, <laughs> you got this. You got this, bro. Travel back in time to the eighties, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh-huh. And the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s, it's your host Brad in New York. And Spearsy. And today we're going to change a few things up. We're going to change everything up. That's right, we're going to tackle change-up hits from 1982. Nobody really thinks it will work, do they? You just described every great success story. Stuck in the 80s is supported by Brad in LA. Uh. Now Brad in New York. Uh, uh. Who always reads this promo and rarely asks me to do it. Why? Why? I have some notes here about Patreon and uh, Zoom happy hours, but frankly, I'm too freaked out about the topic of this week's show to really concentrate on them. So uh, maybe just go to patreon.com slash podcast to learn more. Hey, you know what else I'd like to learn more about, Brad? The, the Seggies. Might I inquire to ask if what's up, Doc? Seriously? You want to do the Seggies now? I think we need to explain the whole concept of this change-up show. No, no, no. We'll explain it later. Just do the seggies. Okay, okay. You know what time it is, Steve? (laughs) It's time for a mystical refrain? I don't know. It's time for... I want my mystery TV theme song. Ah, this is the segment where we play a snippet of a theme show from the 80s. Why did I want to say 70s there? Why did you want to say theme show? Did I say theme show? You did say theme show. It's at this po- point. Uh, waitress, more drinks. <laughs> more drinks. <laughs> it's at this point that we should probably point out that Brad and I are actually together here right now in New York. Like it's literally magical. Two and a half feet apart. And uh, yes, there have been drinks involved. Uh, you know, a little, little, little something to get the party started. So this show will be factually more incorrect than usual, but more jovial. Yeah. So uh, as you probably know by now, we will play a snippet of a theme song. Theme song. Theme theme show song. Song show theme. <laughs> theme song show ah, theme song. Now you really now it's over. I'm just now messing with you. Podcast over from the 80s. If you get it right, you're inter- into the drawing for a. Postal, Postal friendly, friendly bottle, bottle opener. opener. It feels different saying it in person with you. Well, that's because I'm here. 
This is a really cool, swanky place you have. You're in my apartment. Steve's at my place. That's never happened. We're in Midtown, New York. I mean, it's not really my place, let's be honest. But it's my place for a while. (laughs) Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit more later. Anyway, pay attention. From our last show that we did, the Seggy Inn, sometime this year. I think it was 602? 602. I'm going with that. Here was the, the theme... Yep, that's three, two, one, contact. the show steve i didn't know it existed until just now we went we went deep into the archives and by we i meant i went deep i decided you know what i'm going pbs and i'm gonna see who comes along i really wanted to use the zoom theme but this is stuck in the 80s not stuck in the 70s and nobody cares if you want to zoom 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 a zoom if i could go back to the 80s today which i'm still convinced i can we're doing it right now my friend we are Um, doing it right now I'd, i'd watch more tv no, I wouldn't. <laughs> you'd be out chasing tails, what you'd be doing. No, that's not true either. You know, my, my, the greatest memory I have of the 80s is driving in my 1982. Uh, white Mustang. White Mustang through the streets of countryside Florida listening to uh, Men at Work on a cassette. You know, I, I think I'm starting to understand why we're such good friends because some of my fondest memories of the 80s are driving around listening to music. It is fantastic. Steve, we didn't have a whole lot of people uh, get this right, but why don't you read the winners for me? Okay, let me see if I can find them. The list is that short. Oh, here we go. <laughs> What's so funny? Why am I laughing? I've had Cheez-Its and whiskey. Cheez-Its and whiskey, the Steve Spear story. Yeah, that's, that's not too far from the truth today. Winners this week include not just another Michael Hayes and David Sensei in Tokyo. Who writes? Steve and Brad. That's good. He got our names right. I know. He spelled them right. It's more than I would have done at this point. Good work, David Sensei. (laughs) May I come and study at your dojo? Yes. Uh, I could not believe my ears when you guys played the theme song to 321 Contact. Brad was just talking about guilty pleasures. Let's put a pin in that for a moment. (laughs) Yeah. Stick a pin in that. PBS TV shows were my guilty pleasure as a kid in the 80s. I was one of those underachieving kids who always got, quote, is not working up to his potential, unquote, on report cards, even though I always got A's and B's. Well, that seems kind of You know, harsh. those teachers need to back the fuck off. If you're bringing in the A's and B's, who cares? That's, Maybe I've told this story on this show about how at one point, I remember a semester when my son was in, well, both my kids were in high school, but my son brought home A's, and it was straight A's, but the grand total of percentage points by which he got an A across all six classes was like 1.2%. He just landed the plane on the carrier, uh, you know? Nice. And I'm like, I don't know whether to praise him for maximizing value for effort or to smack him upside the head for leaving it that close. Anyway, this isn't about my son. It's about David. Please continue, sir. Do you remember your GPA from high school and college? High school, 4.0. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Did you never get you not you never got a, a B or you had AP courses so they kind of 
I had a B in my last semester of physics, but it was counterbalanced by my A in uh, AP English. I think in high school I had a three three five. In college I had a three two five. I had a three five by the skin of my fucking teeth in college, and it was all on my non-major courses. And this is why I don't build bridges, people, because apparently I'm not that good of an engineer. I may not be that good of a podcaster either, but you're still listening. So what does that say about you? <laughs> I, I should clarify, not that people need this kind of detail. The only GPA I remember from college was my college. My uh, your major college GP my college of journalism okay GPA yeah otherwise it would have been in the tank because I, I I don't think I failed any class in college but I, I had a couple of D's I yeah I did really well in my non major class like I love my history classes all that stuff was good but anyway who gives anyway a shit? Uh, David Sensei David it's, it's are just, you still here David I'm David come back still tapping his foot just kind of like, uh, like okay I, so no I wrote more why are the guys reading it <laughs> he David continues. <clears throat> I didn't want to seem to be too much of a nerd. <clears throat> David. Well, you're listening to the Stuck in the East See podcast. me after class. <laughs> the secret is that I loved learning it about how things worked, and 3 to one Contact taught me a lot, even if I never let any of my friends know I watched it. It was a blast from the past to hear it on the podcast today. Wow. Hmm. Nice. Sin- sincerity. I don't even think we need to spin the wheel. You know why? Let's just give it to him. Because Michael Hayes won one of these bottle openers years ago, and David Sensei, you know what? From that stirring letter and letting us take that detour about our grade point averages, which is fascinating for everybody, I'm going to suck it up and cover the international postage. My God, it's going to be horrifically expensive. I don't care. Wow. I love you all, Stuck in 80s (laughs) listeners. Okay. Here's the deal. So we have a new clip for you. Uh, for mystery tv theme song before we play it we want everyone to pick a new nickname when submitting your answer this time so that's part of the change up of this week's show so jeremy and st p dave in an undisclosed location crispy critter all the rest of you use your noggin and come up with a new nickname whether you continue to use it after the show is completely up to you whether brad and i even remember that we suggested the idea it's kind of up to the gin (laughs) or the whiskey I know you keep the gin bottle in the freezer. It keeps colder. You got to remember, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a minute, but I needed to keep it as cold as I possibly okay. could. Good point. Good point. Anyway, pay attention. Here it is. If you know it, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you won't right now. Email us at podcast.sit80s.com. And tune in next time to find out if you are a wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Doot, 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 doot. Come on, let's have a wiener roast. You need to build a fire. All you need is a roasted hot dog, Oscar Mayer. Yes, Oscar Mayer roasts each hot dog for real roasted flavor. So anywhere you cook up an Oscar Mayer hot dog... You've got a wiener roast. Yes, the roasting made a hot dog number one from coast to coast. When you've got an Oscar Mayer, you've got a wiener roast. Uh, just as promised, here's the whole idea behind the change-up show for 1982. So, I am in New York City. So is Brad, as we had previously, what? previously mentioned. Last Friday, future wife and I went to the Upper West Side 
to catch Jesse's Girl, which is the tribute band that appears on the cruise. If they're on the Upper West Side, you go. Right. Well, they, they had been... You book a camel and you ride on over there. They haven't been able to do shows in forever because of the pandemic. But, right. now, but now they can. So they're doing a show at the City Winery, which is not important to know, other than I thought it was a really nice venue. And I wish I had some wine right now instead of all this whiskey. Anyway, so every show they kind of... They work in one or two new songs that you haven't heard before. Friday night they start playing Africa by Toto. I don't mean to be rude, but it's easily one of the most overplayed songs today. Yeah, I, I adore this song, but I have to admit, even I have to admit, it is overplayed. I mean, any song with two synth solos is okay in my book. <laughs> and so I was sitting there at the show, and I'd had two Sauvignon Blancs. Is that right? Certainly. If nice. that's what you like, that's what you should drink. So I recently learned that a Sauvignon Blanc is much more respectable than a, a Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Even though to me they taste exactly the same. I mean, look, you know, just like it's it's like in the you know like let's take a little detour here for a minute, kids. You know, in the eighties, you know how you identify yourself so much by the music that you listen to, and like other people who listen to other music, they're like wrong and they're defective human beings. And now, you know, I like to think that we've come to a point where, like. Listen to what you like. Drink what you like. If that's what you like, drink it. So I'm listening to the song and I whip out my phone. You know, we had we had by the way, we had a table front and center. So it's not like we were hiding. No. Like we could literally Steve Spears is not hiding with this. his future wife in the back corner. <laughs> like uh you know, like in Greece where he hides behind the menus. No, Steve no. Spears is proud to be associated with this lovely woman. So but literally close enough where we can hear the band without the amplification. So I whip out my phone and I, I, th- I think of the idea. Actually, I think I messaged you earlier that day. And I said, you know, I have this idea for a series called Change Up, but I don't know what it is yet, but it'll come to me. Yeah, and I'm like, color oh. me intrigued. <laughs> so the thought came to me like, what if instead of like talking about overplayed songs, we instead suggest lesser played songs by the same bands off the same albums? And that's more in keeping with the stuck in the 80s ethos. We work positive. If you think this song is overplayed, try this other song by the band that you love rather than crapping on the song that gets overplayed. It's not their fault that the radio loves them, is it? No, no. But So the the idea came for a change-up show, and then every day I have added some new aspect to it, like let's record it in your apartment, Brad. Right. So to make it even more changed up, Spearsy and I are in person in my apartment in New York City, which is, uh, to be fair, a short-term rental, but still, it is an apartment, and I do have keys to it, and no one else can come in here. And this is the first time we've ever recorded a regular, run-of-the-mill, non-cruise show in person, and it's kind of freaking me out, and I'm going to have to go vomit here in about 10 minutes. Vomit? Did you say vomit? I'm going to (laughs) vomit. It's a really nice place, though. Well, it's all, minimalist. But all credit to Katie. Yeah, the walls are a little bare, and I could use some coasters, but beyond that... You're probably not allowed to put posters up, are you? I'm sure I'm not. I, I want coasters for my drinks. Not posters. Not posters. Coasters. coasters. I was going to bring the Devo poster and put it up, and I think that would really kind of make the place mine, but <laughs> I don't think I have that kind of cash for the security deposit. New location. Never done it in person. Brad does the intro. I do the Patreon nonsense. Uh, you all have to pick new nicknames. And we, most importantly, have to give you 
six new suggestions for six overplayed songs from 1982, which... It's also a change-up, because normally we would start with like 1974 or something. (laughs) Yes. We're going to start with 1982, because that is the year that Africa charted. I got to tell you, on the way over to the apartment from my job site today, I stopped at the market to get some ice, because I got a tragic shortage of ice here in the apartment. I got this teeny tiny little ice tray that I could make like six cubes at a time. I will send you ice trays. I I think I'm good. I got a bag in there that'll last me for weeks, and I know where to get another bag. So I stopped it's New the, York. I sto- you always know where to get another bag. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You can have whatever you want in it, brother. So what was playing on the store PA when I checked down there? Say the- it. Say it. Africa. Oh. I could not <laughs> believe it. I'm like, this is meant to be, people. I don't so- know what universe, what simulation I live in right now, but this is a good simulation and i'm glad to be here see here's the thing to know when we've had too much to drink when brad starts dropping f-bombs left and right we've had too much to drink i haven't had too much yet we're just happy we're just enjoying each other's company it doesn't happen very often i see steve once a year and now i've seen him twice in two weeks and i'm giddy it's too much i'm giddy no it's it's not enough too much is never enough i tell you brad puts out quite a spread we had a nice little visit before this. <laughs> there was cheese and crackers <laughs> and Cheez-Its. Hey, for two like guys. And ice. I, I thought about slicing well be, an apple. But might as well have been a sushi buffet for that. <laughs> on a naked woman. I thought about <laughs> slicing an apple for you, but I didn't want to scare you off. Yeah. That would, did you have an apple? I got three in the fridge. Wow. I'm kind of impressed. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to go one year per episode, like we said, 1982. We might just hop around on this to suit our own... Whimsical agendas. Yeah. Um, 1982, what what were you doing? We would have been too young to drive. 1982, oh, that was a great summer. It was a great summer. It feels like there's a story you're waiting to tell me, but I know you're not going to. Oh, I'll tell you. No, that was the summer. So pre-driver's license, right? Like you say. Yeah. It was the summer after our freshman year in high school. That was the summer, and, and to be fair, fall of sneaking out of my house with my friends and walking around, you know, Podunk, Weatherford, Oklahoma in the middle of the night past curfew and just wandering around. And I mean, there's there's not even any good stories there. I'm sorry I'm even telling it in some way, but there was just this freedom that we had. That that, that was how we claimed our freedom. And yeah. once we got driver's licenses, we quit sneaking out of our houses <laughs> and doing that. But until then, that was like... my. <laughs> My mom knew that my friends were sneaking out of the house, so she didn't know I was. And so she planted a giant cactus under my bedroom window. Oh, really? Like I was going out the bedroom window. But you, like, didn't, you didn't do that, though. Mom, there's a perfectly good door on the other side of the house. I just get into the garage and out through there, and I'm I'm gone. Similar story for me. 1980. This is... It's it's, it's kismet. Like, is it's that like, the word? It's is? like we're brothers, Steve Spears. <laughs> we are brothers from uh, Highlander. We're gonna we're gonna go snuggle when we finish. The the, the bedroom's actually it's, quite large. It, I think we could fit in yeah, there. Yeah, worst comes to worst. King size bed, baby. I, I think most people know this on the podcast. Well, we're gonna get to the subject matter. It's really it's <laughs> just you know if you're really on. troubled by this, just put it on two or three X and join it's, us when we get to the music. It's, it's it's really kind of a thin topic anyway. So just indulge us for a minute. So freshman year, yeah, you would still have friends who would spend the night. Absolutely. And and you and, would say to your parents, "I'm going to their house," and they would say, "They're going to your house," and you ended up at someone else's house altogether. For the, for the most part. People came to my house because they had conver- my parents had converted the garage into my bedroom. 
I thought I didn't think that happened until no, after college. They did that too. Oh, it was, it's it's like a uh, ongoing habit. Uh, the first time they did it, I was in high school. So okay. they, they took it was a two car garage. They turned it into my bedroom. It was originally a a, a game room for me and my sister. But, okay, but we, kick her out. Your sister, some, whatever. We haven't heard about her in forever. Whatever. Goodbye, sister. <laughs> she's great. My sister looks like she's 25 years old, even though she's 50. Does she listen to the podcast? No. Okay. So. Well, I won't say anything nice or but, mean about her. But when her. she gets really drunk, she will text me 80s questions like, you know. Like who sang? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She'll be at some party with friends and she'll start like. You know what? The next time I'm in New York City after this project will be for your wedding and I'll get to meet your family. And oh. I'm. You get to finally say hi to my mom. I'm kind of low-key excited about that, if I'm honest. They're kind of a weird. I wouldn't say they're weird. They're very <sighs> loyal. All families are weird. <laughs> yeah, they're weird. All um, families are weird. I'm probably I'm not the weirdest one in my family, though. I look forward to unlocking that mystery, yeah. my friend. <clears throat> Cousin Julie. Um, <laughs> anyway. Is she coming? Oh, yeah. She'll be there. And Sweet. So here's the deal. So they turn the garage into my bedroom I have actually my own door that leads from my room outside. I don't oh, have to sneak through the house. You're a free man. Yeah, yeah. I had like the I had like the twenty yard walk that you had to do the to, baton pretend death march. to pretend you're sleeping, yeah. sleepwalking. Like, oh, was I was I walking? <laughs> oh, oh, why are you close? I don't know. Oh, weird. <laughs> so we had our own escape hatch, as it as it were. It actually had a doorbell there, too. Like, if my friends wanted to come visit, they could ring the doorbell at my own bedroom. That's amazing. So, anyway, yeah. It was, it, I, Just I, to draw that all a full circle, when Steve arrived at my New York apartment, he <laughs> rang the doorbell. I didn't know I had a doorbell. Yeah, it's right there. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I knocked it, you would hear it or not. So, we used to, to, to wander out. And the same streets that I drove in my white Mustang listening to Men at Work, yep. we would wander down that road at, like, 2 in the morning, like, Dodging, yeah. jumping into the bushes every yeah, time a car. Yeah, it's a car because it might be a cop. Yeah, it could be a cop. Yeah. And so we would go and we would meet our girlfriends who went to a different high school. Okay, you lost me there. Tell me about this girlfriend thing when you're 15. I don't understand that. No, we had we had girlfriends from the skating rink. <sighs> you're such a player, Steve Spears. No, no, seriously. I, you know, I'm like Kanicki. Like I'm the guy who like I can't remember the actor who played that 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 role. That that, that was me. Nobody ever. No, Steve Spears was the star of nobody's story. But He's the star we, of the Steve Spears story. We would get down there. It, would t- I, it probably it felt like it took hours. I'm sure it took like 30 minutes. Right. And you'd meet up with them and you you know hold hands and walk around and then you'd jump in people's pools. Oh, because everyone's got a pool. Yeah, and then you, you'd sneak into their yeah. screened-in porch, jump in their pool, and then jump out. I've, there was a name for it. I, I don't remember what it is. I'm uh, sure it's probably an offensive name. Yeah, probably. We'll just we'll just gloss. Over. I'm just going to put some anyway. beeps in right now. We're going to say it anyway. 1982 for you, folks. It was a good year. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Little did we know we'd still be alive. We just didn't even we didn't even know what we didn't know, and wasn't it glorious? We should have known that these songs weren't going to be great, though. Let's go through this. Let's do it. People are bored with our stories. We're getting to the content. Here it comes. <laughs> our first overplayed song that we have a change up for. It's Olivia Newton-John, Physical. Okay, so this is actually a fall 1981 song. Which, That's okay. But it was released late in the year, yeah. and it stayed in the top spot for 
10 amazing weeks. Oh gosh, can you even get your head around that? No, not anymore. I, I don't even know what's charting right now. I was listening to a radio station in the lift on the way over here, and like mixing yesterday's greatest hits with today's can, you know, new hits, <laughs> and they played some song right as the car pulled up to your place. And you're like, I'm like, I have no idea. Can you please turn that noise off? Yeah. <laughs> it would actually be crowned, even though it was a 1981 song, it was still the biggest hit of all of 1982, according to Billboard magazine. ONJ, I mean, it was her golden period. Right. But aren't you tired of hearing it now? Yeah. Imagine if you could hear this song instead. That's Make a Move on Me. Also by Olivia Newton-John. Same album, physical album. It was also a hit. So if you're sitting there going, well, yeah. I remember this song. Yeah, but it's not the the uber pop culture juggernaut. You're never going to hear him play it on Sirius XM. Nah. Or if, you, if you're lucky enough to have an FM station that's geared towards... That's doing 80s. Yeah. You're that never going to hear this song. That was you're the big play? shock of my life when the LA oldies station... Switched. Was playing 80s music. I'm like, yeah. Again, I will say, pardon my French, stuck in the (laughs) 80s, but what the f (laughs) is going on here? I'm telling you, these are signs. These are signs that this night is not going to end well. Oh, it's going to end very well, my friend. It's going to end with Brad having a very protein rich breakfast tomorrow, Mm, which is about the only thing that cures. (laughs) Protein. Like in Vegas when we went to... Uh, oh, my God. That breakfast saved my life. House Hashagogo. Oh, man. Oh, geez. That was like the most glorious meal of my life. <laughs> it came and I'm like... It was another one. You ever had this happen, Stuck in the 80s listener, where you're so hungover and you order this giant plate of food and it shows up and you're like, I can't eat that. There's no way I can eat that. <laughs> it's Bad almost, things are going to happen. Yeah. I think I got through about half of it, though. Yeah. Anyway, let's anyway, talk about ONJ. She's so, amazing. She was on the show um, like 12 years ago. And, and what's funny is, I, I, I mean, I don't mean to be a dick about it or anything, but we've done, we've done a lot of interviews. And so sometimes I don't always remember who I've talked to and who I haven't. Sure. And Future Wife finally discovered, like, I don't know, maybe two months into our courtship. Can I use the word courtship? Um, let me check with the judges. <laughs> judges will allow it. VAR review is clear. <laughs> she discovered that I had interviewed Owen J and she was, how could you never mention that to me? I'm like, I, I guess, you know, you're just so jaded, Steve Spears. You're no, just I'm not a jaded, jaded. media it, type. I, it was, it was fun. It was, it was, was it the best interview I ever did? No, but no, but it's, it's Owen J. Sure. So make a move on me reaches number four in the chart. So it's a huge hit. Why don't we hear of it more? That's a big hit. It also became her 12th and final single. I'd kill you and make you into sausage for a number four hit. It also became her 12th and final single. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to talk about that, about the sausage thing. I, you know what I have at home, though? Like, if I get really drunk. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it, but yet here he does. I got, like, two packages of, like, turkey sausage, the little tiny mm, things. Yeah, like, almost like a little smoky. Yeah, they're kind of hidden in the fridge, so it's like oh. they're... I heat them up and I put like a little maple syrup on them. Super could be secret. Fun. Could snack be a fun night. <laughs> you know, they're, anyway. they're lifts leaving from my apartment on the hour. Yeah. 
That's an expensive lift to come over here, but it, it's raining in Was New York. Was it really? Uh, it's clearing up. So yeah. It, it Congestion be, chargers should be down. Yeah. Uh, Make a Move on Me was her 12th and final single, so far anyway, to be certified gold by, really? uh, by the uh, Recording Industry Association of America, which I can't believe I said, considering how much whiskey I've had. You did very well, Steve Spears. I don't know that the lyrics either... Do they embody the female movement, or are they a reminder of life before Me Too? I don't know. I'm the one you want. That's all I want to be. So come on, baby, make a move on me. I've got nowhere to go. All my time is free. So come on, baby, make a move on me tonight. I think really the thing we have to discuss in this moment is consent. If there's if there's consent, then it's we're all clear. I think consent is implied in the lyrics, but I I, I don't. Know. I mean, I wouldn't mind a little sign that says "I grant consent," but then again, this is not a world I live in. I'm happily married and have been for honestly decades now, so I wow. I don't even know how to process that. I I don't know if I tell you this enough, but I'm very jealous of. I've always looked up to you and and your wife as like the. You know, shining city on the hill. You're 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 very kind. Steve is making me blush. I'm going to cry here on the podcast. Um, I, I I have quizzed Brad about uh, the secrets. Steve has said to me, "What's the secret?" and and I have said many times, "If I knew what that was, I would write a book, and you would never hear from me again <laughs> because I would be living on a tropical island that I purchased with the proceeds from that book." There's a large element of luck in anything like that. I mean, how can you evaluate? how aligned you are with somebody now, let alone how aligned your goals will be as you get older and you mature in your thinking. Like I, I, just, I, I, I feel very lucky. I just have two words very for lucky. you. Goat leggings. Well, the goat leggings don't hurt. <laughs> Let me just say the goat leggings are in play. Sorry. Inside joke there. Let's move on to the next song, shall we? Oh, Steve, I hate this song. <laughs> Let's take a quick listen, a very quick listen, to Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder singing Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony, side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh Lord, why don't we? Now, when you say you hate it, I know that you mean you once upon time appreciated it for its simplicity, and and yet over the years it has worn on you. Um, okay, I just am really not down with this song. Here's what's interesting about it, and I didn't know this before today. Brad did because he's smarter than I am. Yeah. Uh, it's the lead single off of McCartney's album from 1982, Tug of War. Is that because Paul knew he needed a little something to get his song to the top uh, of the charts? He's Paul McCartney. You don't think he needs anything. And yet, he loves doing duets. And why is that? Anyway, th- I'm going to get, get some hate mail for that, and that's no, fine. No, no, it's fine. Oh, by the way, the, the brother, the future brother-in-law that I met... Oh, in Maine. At the Paco party? At the Paco, the world of Paco. Worldofpaco.com. <laughs> Go listen to it. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not making this up. That's a real website. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing Murph and the Magic Tones. It's exactly, exactly <laughs> like that. Anyway. Is he coming to the wedding? Paco? 
God, I hope not. The brother-in-law is. Oh, yeah, that's right. I really want... Okay, I'm going to have to seek out Paco on my own. Okay. The, my own personal Paco journey. There are some videos, some YouTube videos. Oh, yeah? That are just... I'm going to check that out on my smart TV later. <laughs> my and, apartment provided smart TV. Anyway, so uh, the, the whole point of my story being the brother-in-law is a huge McCartney fan. Huge. Huge. I don't know what he would say if you like if he heard you dissing Ebony Ivory. Anyway, the point being, this was the first duet that McCartney had ever done with a major artist. Huh. Well, I, you could do worse than to work with Stevie Wonder. Here's the thing, though. He did another duet with Steve, Stevie Wonder on the same album. Are you look ready for this? Look who's swearing now. I know. Bring the noise. Someone bring me my whiskey. Here is What's That You're Doing. Dude, that track f- rocks. <laughs> That's so much better. That's so. Oh, it feels Stevie like Stevie Wonder. Oh, in his pomp. That's Stevie Wonder, like pre. I just called to say I love you, which yes. just breaks his career into tiny little pieces. But this is when Stevie Wonder was Stevie Wonder. Right. Asked about the song during an interview with Club Sandwich, which, by the way, I know for a fact <sighs> is one of Brad's favorite foods. Club Sandwich will save your life. Fact wonder, check true. I wonder if we can get some order via Uber Eats tonight. We could drink all we wanted, and then we could eat a club, yeah, a club sandwich, sandwich, and everything would be, be fine. fine. Oh, my God. <gasps> Steve, is there a diner around the corner? We're in New York. <laughs> of course there's a diner around the corner. It's matter if it's just open or not. Anyway, asked about it during an interview with Club Sandwich, which I, I fact checked. That is the name of the magazine. I, I'm, I'm subscribing tomorrow. It's uh, from 1982, so it's probably not around anymore. Okay, time machine. I'm going back to subscribe tomorrow. <laughs> Paul said, quote, it originally just started off with Stevie Wonder jamming. Steve's and uh, Stevie is a jammer, and as they say, uh, he was on a Yamaha CS80 synthesizer and just started playing. He started off on a riff, and he built most of it just from a jam. Mm. My memory is that he'd only just come up with the lyrics, and he was still writing them as we were recording, so he couldn't remember all the words easily. Unquote. Mm. Turns out, here's this is so Stevie Wonder. He had his manager in the next booth reading him the lyrics just as he was about to sing them. So as you hear him singing it, imagine his manager feeding him the lines right ahead of time. So he's he's synthesizerizing. Yeah. You can't see me with my right hand like working the high end of the synthesizer. Looks like you're petting my dog, but yeah. If my dog was... You got a big dog. No, my dog's very small. It's like a Great Dane or something. You know, I feel... I, I Honestly, I feel a... I feel a little bad for all the shit I talk about. I just called to say I love you because he can turn stuff like this out. Yeah. Like th- this song is fantastic. You need to check this song it out. Should be, it should be on the radio every week, but it's not. Never listen to Ebony and Ivory again. I respect <laughs> the message, but move on to this. Speaking of moving on, Foreigner should move on from this song. Waiting for a Girl Like You. Uh, again, it's another 1981 song that spent a good deal of time on the charts in 1982. 
How long? How long, Steve? Ten weeks in the number two position. I feel like we talked about this we on did. the Close But No Cigar series. We and, did. Oh, it's a great series. You guys, you, look, I'm not telling you what to do, but go back and download all those shows three or four more times. You, you know what kept it out? Another song we talked about just now, Physical by O&J. You know, O&J, why you got to be such a hog? <laughs> Everyone knows you're hot. She still kind of is. I mean, she's probably in her late 60s. Oh, my God. Don't Don't ruin my night like that. Well, it could be like... I'm enjoying my time what with is, Steve what is, Spears. I'm recording a show, and then he reminds me that all our musical idols are old as dirt. Yes. Yeah, thanks That's for just that. the way it works. Chuckles. Instead of listening to uh, this song, how about listen to this song instead? I don't want to break it up. Why do we have to break it up? Never, ever want to break it up. Oh, no. I only want to break it up tonight. That's Break It Up. The fourth single taken from the album four. Oh, my God. Two fours. <gasps> Oh, symmetry, 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 symmetry. Too good to be forgotten. Great White Buffalo. I did that. Great Great White White Buffalo. Buffalo. (laughs) Everyone's turned off the show by now. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, but we're having a great time. Yeah, this is like... We're having a great time. We should do every show like this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, The song was written by Mick Jones, a foreigner who, by the way, I think is the only original member left in the lineup. I think that's true, yeah. Now, that being said, I should say... Should you? Yeah. They're still amazing live. They have yeah. Kelly Hansen as their lead singer now, and he sounds just like Lou Graham. They're, if you get a chance to see Foreigner live, do it. They're, they're fantastic. Um, Buy the ticket, tickets. ride the ride. Mick Jones wrote it. It reached number 26 on the chart, so it's not like unheard of. In fact, I'm sure a lot of you are listening to it right now going, I know that song, but here's my point. Why don't you play it more often? Yeah, it's a good song. I don't think I've heard this Probably since I used to listen to the cassette tape, which was issued to me at the beginning of my freshman year in high school. Along with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. We all had it, but we all listened to it, and we all listened to it until the tape broke. I, I haven't heard this song in 30 years. It's, by the way, it's, it's about another uh, relationship gone wrong, which seems to be the theme of most of Mick's songs. Do we need to talk, Mick? Call me. I had him on the podcast. He was great. It's 818 818- <laughs> Of all the songs that we were going to listen to today, I mean, top three maybe. Oh, it's good. It's really good. You know what else is really good, Steve? The Seckies. Stop it. <laughs> we did those up top, remember? Shit. We're changing it up. We're mixing things up, bro. Okay, what's 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 next? Okay, this is the song. We're, you know, I know this is a little counterproductive. We're going to play for you the song that we don't want you to listen to, but this is Iran by Flock of Seagulls. I walk along the Okay, look, I Ran So Far Away is the English band's first American hit and probably their biggest cultural milestone ever. Sure. The, so, okay, uh, quick sidebar. In, in the early 2000s when I started running, I signed up for this race that Nike used to organize. It was in L.A. It was called the Run Hit Wonder. Ooh. And they had bands playing on the run. It was a 5K, so it was not too much. It was like three miles, a little bit more. And on the route were English Beat and um, Flock of Seagulls. And at the finish line, now you know why I signed up, Devo played a concert. You're kidding me. I am not kidding you. 
It was amazing. I remember talking to a friend of mine who also did the, that same race, and he's like, if you're playing a race and you have a song called I Ran, you need to just play that over and over and over again. But here's the problem. Mike Score, who's the lead singer of Flock of Seagulls, and we've had him on the podcast, and he's he played the first ever 80s cruise. He's playing the next 80s cruise. He once said, every time I perform live, everybody wants to hear I Ran, and I'm sick of it. I'm kind of sick of it too. You know, I, this is one of those this is one of those videos like I you know, gentle listener that I love to talk about the videos, but I want you to go and look at this video that we all thought was amazing at the time and just look at it for like 5 seconds and you realize, holy crap. It's a camera on a tripod that's wrapped in aluminum foil and then you got mirrors around it. It cost them about $15 to make this video and it's garbage. They so Screw that song. I don't know. Here, here's the deal. So I don't, I don't dance. I don't <laughs> sing. Whoa, we just went all prog on you folks. So I'm not a huge fan of dancing, but I will go to the floor if I hear this song. That being said, really? okay. That being said, okay. most of the time that I hear it, I am not near a dance floor. Ah, yeah, because you're in a car or right. anywhere. Yeah. So instead. Do you have a suggestion that we should listen to instead? I'm going to suggest something else from that album. I'm going to suggest this track, which is Telecommunication. I love this song. This whole album, this whole album kicks ass. The trouble is, I cannot dance to this song. I don't think anybody can. Uh, it's gonna, not really a danceable track. You're going to throw a hip, is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and at your age, Ed, you shouldn't be throwing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not a song that made the mainstream charts anywhere, but it did make number 19 on the dance charts. It's the second single off of their, I guess it's self-titled, right? Yeah. Yeah, the debut album. I miss that. I miss, it, I miss self-titled <sighs> debut albums. You know, here's the thing that I think we've talked about this on the show. It's probably been six or seven years ago now that I did not realize that their first album was like a concept album about alien visitors. And now when I listen to that album, it just blows my mind to think about that. Yeah. But this song is talking about... Energy transmitted across time and space, just like this podcast, Steve. This is a this is Brad in L.A. going out to his great grandchildren, talking about stuck in the eighties. The, the interesting thing is, Mike Score loves concept albums. When I interviewed him before one of the cruises, we need to do a, pon- a concept album show. He talked about. I asked him what he was listening to these days, and he was listening to. Uh, the 1960s or 70s soundtrack. There was a version of War of the Worlds. Okay, yeah. And that's he was he was addicted to it. And so when I hear them now, I hear that influence. Like I hear the fact that he loved that yeah. kind of thematic device. Wow, we need to do a concept album show. There's this. There's ELO Time. Oh, it's so good. There's uh, Village People Can't Stop the Music. There's Steve Spears Can't Stop the Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've been better lately. Like I, I don't know if I mentioned on the show. Like I, I'm trying to cut back. Steve is a model. He's a paragon of virtue right now. Look at him over there. You guys can't see him, but I am. 
privilege to be able to sit in the same room with my co-host, and yeah, he's I, a happy man. Yeah, I, I, this is this is fun. I like this. I wish we could do this every week. I do too. <laughs> you know what else I could do every week? Stop. Talk <laughs> the seckies. <laughs> No, I, I meant to say, listen to the Daz Band. Oh, sweetness. Yes, the Daz Band is, yes, is, they're still active, even oh. though I think only one original member remains. Well, I mean, cool, the gang is down to one original member. From Cleveland, Ohio. Are they really? Weird. Like, I, you wouldn't have thought that. I've been to Cleveland once. I left. <laughs> I was there once. I went to see my, uh, when I was in, before I could drive, so it must have been the 80s, I went there to see, you know, you have friends of the family that your parents say, call them like your aunt and Auntie uncle. Auntie, and, and you're like, but we're not related. No, it's, like, it's the people who introduced my, my mom and my dad, but we called them Aunt Rita and Uncle Mike, and we went, and they had a a uh, son who's about my age, he was a year older, named Eric. And he was in the hockey league. And we went there. I remember we were in Ohio and it was snowing. And I, I to this day, I've never driven in the snow, but I've, I've been, I have been driven in the snow. And we went. <laughs> Steve, is, Steve is like the driven snow. Yeah. He used to be pure white, but then he drifted. Uh, now, um, now I'm more like sludge. Is it sludge? What's slush? Sure. Sludgy slush. So we went to this hockey game. I'm not kidding. 45 seconds into it. A brawl starts. Well, it's hockey. We're, not, we're talking about like 13 or 14-year-olds. Wow. The game was called two minutes later, and we all went home. Dang. They're like, well, that happens. The shortest hockey game ever. Huh. Anyway, my point being, the Daz Band. <laughs> and we're back. So uh, wait, 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 wait. Before we talk about the Daz Band, talk to me about how your parents met. How did your parents meet, Steve? How did we come to sit across the table from each other? My dad was in the Marines. And... and had a best friend of the Marines, Mike. Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. And he was dating somebody, a nurse in Columbus, Ohio. As one does. And she was best friends with my mom, who was a nurse. Oh, the old double date gambit. Yeah, right. Interesting. Now, I have not, I have not probed the uh, intricacies uh, uh, of... Look... I don't want to probe. Look, when the truth, we don't need the truth. I, I know. We need the story. And that's I just, the story, and that's enough. I know. That's okay. I just, I don't want it to be like an epi- I don't want it to be like Officer and a Gentleman, where there's like a cheap motel, and then nine months later, we got to name this kid. How about Steve? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, see, I'm the second kid, so I don't have that problem. Yeah, so I, but that's, um, that's how it happened. I mean, my parents met in college, so. My mom still has all the letters that he wrote. Oh, really? That's so awesome. I think he's been dead 12 years now. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm talking <laughs> no, about no, your dad. No, no, okay. If, if he were here, he'd say keep drinking and keep potting. And potting? Potty? Potting? I think I would really like your dad. He was a great guy. Let it whip by no um, small surprise. The biggest hit for the Daz Band. <sighs> we got to get them on the cruise. It wouldn't be the worst idea I've heard. They had some other songs that were big. Uh, Joystick. Let it whip. <laughs> I don't know what Joystick's about. Uh, obviously, ask. it's about a video game addiction. Apparently, my dad really loved that song. Atari Twenty Six Hundred problems, <laughs> and also "Let It Blow." Hmm. Dad's is that about is a, a, the white powder that you've put in lines on my <laughs> dining room table, Steve Spears? So anyway, anyway, uh, 
Let It Whip would earn them a Grammy Award. Did for, it really? Yep. Good, Best good. R&B performance by a duo group with vocals. Good for you, Daz Band. Good for you. Here's my point, though. And I love this song. And to be honest, I wouldn't call it overplayed. The, the, but, but what I really wanted to do was I wanted to introduce you to another Daz oh. Band song. Show me the way home. This one's called Keep It Live. Keep it live like the music. Holy crap. That is a funky groove, my friend. This white boy is going to tell you that that is a funky groove. Yeah, yeah. Same album as Let It Whip. Uh, The title song, by the way, that album. By the way, did you know what Daz stands for? Drunk as shit. (laughs) No, that's what we stand for. Oh. Danceable jazz. Whoa. I would not have thought it. That's... Damn, Daz Band, you guys are legit. I, you know what? I owe you some additional respect, Daz Band. Uh, this song did not go to the Billboard Hot 100. It got to number 20 in the R&B charts. It's one of 20 songs, 20 songs by the Daz Band to make it to the R&B charts. Two zero. Yep. As in the year before we could drink. Great googly movie. I don't want to think about those times. The before times. The, do you remember the first thing you bought when you were legal to drink? Yeah. I do. Yeah, well, I was on a trip. I was in Colorado where the drinking age was lower, 18, yeah. and I bought a beer, and I drank it. Was it great? Yeah. Yeah. I still remember it. I went to an ABC liquor store. It was in July. My birthday's in July, so I have the misfortune of like never being able to have a, like a school party for me. Sure. So that's fine. So I went to an ABC liquor store. I don't know if those are popular outside of Florida. Well, it's look. Should we get into the, the our other podcast, no. liquor liquor laws and you? Anyway, the but, point. Yeah. The, the point being, so ABC liquor in it, Gainesville is like a state licensed store where all they can sell is liquor, like no mixers or anything. No, they sell mixers. Okay, because some states, Oklahoma, cough cough, looking at you, morons. The liquor stores can literally only sell alcohol. Oh, no, they can and sell. And so most of the guys that own liquor stores also own a, air quote, convenience store that happens to be right next door to the uh, liquor store where you could buy, I don't know, say, some 7-Up or was, perhaps some ginger ale. That was a thing in New England this last yeah. week was everything is a state agency liquor store. Yeah, right. Yeah, Which I'd never seen. I kind of wanted to pull over and take a photo. Yeah, the Puritans kind of f***ed us up in yeah. this country. Let's face Fuck it. You, I mean, pilgrims. I love this country, but... We we could fix a few things. Anyway, the point being, ABC Liquor Store, on my birthday, went in there like probably around noon. As one does. And I spent like, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes in there looking for... I, I'm exaggerating. I probably spent... You know me. It was probably 90 seconds. <laughs> You're like, I'm done here. <laughs> I bought a bottle of Stolichnaya vodka. Oh, Stoli. And the guy didn't even card me. You're like, son of a bitch. I think I might have actually whipped it. Say my it. name. Say my name. I, th- I think I might have whipped it out and just kind of said. Just like, for the record. Just in case there's a discount. <laughs> yeah, the, the 21-year-older. It could happen. Speaking of discounts. You know what else could happen, Steve? <laughs> the Saggies. <laughs> we're, down, we're down to our last song. And predictably, it's the song that started this whole series. Maybe you've heard of this one? 
Africa was the tenth and final track on their fourth studio album. <laughs> J'adore. <laughs> Let me just speak French to you, Steve. J'adore. <laughs> Toto four. The song reached number one on the Hot 100. The only number one song for Toto. That's, that's kind of sad. <sighs> mm, you know, I feel like that's okay. I'm okay with that. Like, hold the line. I like that song. Is it a number one? No. No. Rosanna. Uh, do I like that song? And you, you still hear it plenty. It's not yeah, a change up. But but Africa. This, again, as I said earlier, I heard this in the grocery store today. Here's what's weird. In 2019, an artist in the Nabu Desert set up a sound installation to loop Africa forever. He he set it up with solar batteries so that it will it will play forever. I need to go to this place. Well, in case you're looking for it, it's on the Atlantic coast of the African continent, just northwest of South Africa. Oh. So let me tell you a story about this song. So is it is it a band story? Uh, I guarantee you your band played it, didn't they? Oh god, I wish. Oh my gosh. So uh, yeah, as a complete complete aside to the original story I was going to tell, I have been in my mind programming a marching band show in my head. The number one track is Scorpios by Adam Ant, or I guess that's actually still Adam and the Ants. But I'll find a way to work Africa into this. But my dad's side of the family does a family reunion every two years up in Colorado, and pretty much everybody comes. I remember you telling me it's about this. It's a good this. time. Yeah. We, have a, we have a great time. But you did a kazoo thing. That's where I'm that's going. Where, oh, I'm sorry. That's I where I'm story. going. No, you didn't, resu- you didn't ruin anything. I just want you to know that Steve, I remembered. you didn't ruin it. You only made it better. Just like Danny says, it's not ruining it. It's just making it better. So we're faced with this opportunity to perform at a family talent show. Like every family that's there, every family unit has to have a talent act. And I'm like, guys, we should do a kazoo number. And everyone's like, oh, that'll be fun. Uh And I'm like, and this is the song we should do. (laughs) It was amazing. We brought the house down. We had like little shakers, like little plastic uh, containers full of rice and beans for shakers, like chicka, 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 chicka. oh, it was great. Oh man, I wish we I had so that. much fun. I wish I had that video because that would be worth YouTube gold. Instead of Brad's family performing Africa, they could have performed this song by Toto instead. That's make believe. Nobody would have got it, Steve. It's 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 um it's not unknown. It peaked at number thirty on the Hot One Hundred. Why don't we make believe it's a podcast? Right, so we're not going to run out of ice. You got we're a lot not of run, ice. I got an eight pound bag, dude. I'll drink the whiskey warm. To be honest, at this point, <laughs> it's not going to end well. What color is that carpet? Just uh, for the record, before it gets ruined, it's kind of tannish. Okay, I'll take some pictures. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, so there we go. That's Make Believe by Toto. Same album. Is it as catchy as Africa or Rosanna? Why am I, Why is my voice so high? I don't know. Weird thing, too, but whenever I, I like to voice our dog's voice around the house, future wife loves it when I... Steve, bring me some more of those delicious treats. It's always really high-pitched. Who well, voices a, a tiny, dog's voice low? It's a tiny voice. It's a tiny dog. Yeah. A but big I, dog, maybe the big dog goes down. 
Little yeah. taco sub. Yeah, he's just, hi, Steve. How about feeding me some breakfast? You know, Steve, I sure could use some of them kibbles. Is there a McDonald's near Brad's place that serves Egg McMuffins <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night? Because that's a relevant question right now. I sure could go for an Egg McMuffin. So woof, hash- woof. Also, I need to pee. <laughs> I do need to pee. Hey, how do we do this show? Is this, <laughs> is this I, insanity? I, mean, I feel I, like this is the real life, and yet it is also insanity. Yeah, I feel like this is the. <sighs> I feel like I feel like we've been to the better part of me. I'm about to. Us. I'm about to set down this microphone and walk across the table and give Steven Spears a giant hug. Oh, okay. As long I as love you didn't that say man. Kiss. I love that man. <laughs> he is my brother. Email us, of course, at podcast at sats.com and let us know. Are you ready to embrace the insanity? Do you want more of this nonsense? Because <laughs> we can have it. It's a possibility. Uh, in the meantime, Brad, myself, and the nearby liquor store and the bodega with the ice cubes, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And thanks for listening. We're down to our last song and, and No and we're not. Oh wait, yes you are. Sorry. Shut up. <laughs>